0: Alhamdulillahi wa kafa Wa salamun ala ibadhi alladheena Astafa amma abad Fa'udhu billahi min ashshaytanirajeemi rahim. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu Ittakullaha haqqa tukati Wala tumutunna illa wa antum muslimoon Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yusifoon Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli ala sayduna muhammad there's a word in the Qur'an That comes over and over again And that word is taqwa And since in the last few sessions We've been talking about iman We've been talking about yaqeen We've been talking about haya, We've been talking about the heart One other interesting thing That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Qur'an That actually has to do Intimately with iman And is also related to our of our heart Is something called taqwa Taqwa, if you really think about it today In this day and age Taqwa is the lost treasure of the believer Taqwa is the lost treasure of the believer We have been able through our tongues To perhaps enter the beginning of the ranks of the mu'minin, But we have what we have failed to do with our actions And with our heart To make ourselves amongst the muttaqin. What does taqwa mean? Taqwa. Many of you may have heard me explain this before. That taqwa means to abstain or refrain from something, for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. That means to refrain from, refrain from, or abstain from doing something that is displeasing to Him, disbelieving to Him, disregarding of Him, devaluing to Him, neglectful of Him. Or of any of the And this includes By being In other words being neglectful of him Includes being neglectful of his books His ahkam His commands His teachings As well as his messenger Sallallahu alayhi wa And the teachings and example And the sunnahs of his beloved messenger Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. sallam The reason we don't understand taqwa Is that because we've developed a philosophy Of life that is actually an entire contradiction to taqwa so taqwa again means to leave something for the sake of allah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded in the quran ya ayyuhalladhina amanu o you who believe o you who have entered iman ittaqullah to have taqwa for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fear allah as he deserves to be feared to love allah as he deserves to be loved to know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he deserves to be known to be conscious of him to be aware of him as befits his shaan his majesty and his greatness Hakka When Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala does this, many of us there are two philosophies that we have that have made us leave taqwa. The first philosophy is that we like to speak about hukukullah and hukukul ibad. That itself is fine, that is a clarification. Certainly those are two categories that are mentioned in our deen. But what we do for some reason is we content ourselves with thinking that the hukukullah are just the farais. In other words, if I'm praying my salah, if I fast in Ramadan, that's about it for people your age, if anybody has to pay zakat or happens to go on hajj, and as long as I'm praying and I'm fasting and maybe doing a couple of other things that are fars I'm staying away from those things that are haram, I don't drink, etc., etc., I'm fulfilling hukukullah. In other words, we think that the naqis ibadat that we offer, the few and infrequent uh, acts of worship that we offer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Actually constitute the haq of Allah Whereas when it comes to hukuk al-ibad We think of so many things And so many arguments And so many ways in which we have to fulfill hukuk al-ibad But well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In this verse actually made something Phenomenally, incredibly clear to us That is of incredible magnitude And that is that one of the haq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Over us is taqwa Ya ayyuhallatheena aamanuttaqullaaha haqqa tuqatih that we should have fear for Allah as it is his haq over us that we fear him we should love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it is his haq over us that we should love him we should be aware and conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it is his haq over us that we be so aware and conscious that is an incredible haq that we could spend our entire life trying to fulfill or trying to ada to try to bring to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so actually, the out of the Quran is very high, and then bring us to the second misconception that we have, because taqwa really pertains to doing that which is additional. Taqwa means going the extra mile. Taqwa means being on the safe side. Taqwa means going beyond the bare minimum, right? And this unfortunately has become our philosophy about Islam. In other words, the first mistake we make is we don't realize how enormous the hukmullah are. And we think that perhaps we're fulfilling them The second mistake we make Is that we try to get by in the bare minimum What I sometimes call being a D-minus D-Muslim And this can better be explained in Urdu And that is as follows That people will ask these two questions very much Number one Ki ji ye zururi hai And number two Ki agar isme Agar hames To isme haraj kya Bil Akhir isme kya haraj hai So number one, yeh hai And number two, isme kya haraj hai Number one, is it absolutely required that I do this? Now let me explain to you, i give you an example of a student So that we understand what this means This means in imagine a student comes to the professor in class And the professor on the first day puts up the requirements They have to write two papers and there's one final exam. So the student goes to the professor and says, is it isn't necessary for me to write both papers? And you say, what do you mean? He says, no, I'm not interested in getting an A or a B or a C. I just don't want an F. Yeah. That's it. I want a D minus or a D. Can you tell me what the bare minimum I need to do just to save myself from the F? I'm not interested in you, I'm not interested in your packet, I'm not interested in your lectures, I'm not interested in this course, I'm not interested in grades, I'm not interested in success, I'm not interested in having any plans after lunch, I'm not interested in pleasing my parents. All I want is just the absolute bare minimum that keeps me from an F. If an F is below 40, I want a 40, I don't want a 40.5, I don't need a 41, I don't need a 45, let alone a 60, or a 70, or an 80. Now imagine anywhere in the world that a student has such an attitude that no university, no professor would think that this is a desirable attitude their parents would not think it's a desirable attitude but the student insisted that no I only want to do that that is absolutely 100% required of me to save myself for failure I don't want to do one single thing that is extra and I should be able to do everything as long as there's no Haraj. What's Haraj? You drop me from an A to a B, that's not Haraj. You drop me from a B to a C, that's not Haraj. The only thing that I view as Haraj is that somehow you put me in an F. If you can keep me at a 40.0001, that's fine. There's no Haraj for me. In other words, losing those 60 points between me and a 100 is not at all of Haraj. It's not at all of any loss to me. That is the philosophy that we have when it comes to our deen. Now, this is, there's no way a Muslim can have this philosophy. This is not the mizaj, this is not the tab'iyah this is not the temperament that the Qur'an al-Kareem has. If we want to have this philosophy in our deen, we only want to do that is abso- what is absolutely necessary, what is the absolute bare minimum. Then that is not the religion of the Qur'an al-Kareem. Because then you have to remove many verses of the Qur'an. First remove all the verses of taqwa. Remove all the verses of Sabr Remove all the verses of Tawakkal Remove all the verses about Muhammadullah Remove all the verses of Dhikr Remove all the verses about Ihsan Remove all, remove all the verses of Afwa or being of a forgiving nature Remove all of the verses of suppressing anger Because technically speaking if you go to the fuqaha They won't say these things are amongst the fara'is So the Qur'an al-Kareem is teaching us totally different mentality Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is What type of miyar is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying? He's not saying bring to me a D minus on the day of judgment. He's saying in the Quran, Ittakullaha Hakka tukati. Bring an A plus. That's the message of the Quran, right? That's the Miyar, that's the standard that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is setting in the Quran al So far from confining ourselves to the absolute bare minimum. Yes, those of us who are beginning, those of us who are perhaps repenting from lives of sin or lives of neglect, then certainly we begin with the bare minimum. But for our, out, our outlook, our mentality, or our understanding and conception of the Deen, to be that I only have to do that which is the Rudi, that's nowhere just, just against the whole spirit of the Quran. And many days people today like to talk about the spirit versus the letter. The reality is the spirit is not easier than the letter. The spirit is much more intense than the letter of the law. Hakkatukalati, that's the spirit of Islam. That's extremely intense. Or if you look in another way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qur'an, كَانَ لُكُمْ فِي رُسُولِ اللَّهِ That rarely you have in you, in the example of the beloved messenger sallallahu الله عليه وسلم, and أُسْوَةٌ He is your model. That's an extremely intense model. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I just want to scrape by. No, no, no. You can't scrape by. The Prophet صلى was not a human being that scraped by. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in the Qur'an that that is your meyar, that is your goal, that is your model, that's your target. Your target is an A++. Haqqa taqati and the Blessed Messenger of Islam is Uswa, Uswa Rasulul Karim. These two things are A++, that is the misaj of the Qur'an. And then if we realize this, then our concept of Haraj will change entirely. Haraj will be anything... Harm, detriment will be anything that keeps us from that A plus. Anything that keeps me from haqqa tukati, that's haraj. Because Allah SWT commanded me. To ittakullah tukati how can I fail to live that command? Anything that keeps me even one hair's length away from the Sunnah, that's haraj. Why? Because Allah SWT said to bring down complete and perfect emulation to the extent that it is humanly possible of the outer and inner aspect of the Prophet. So anything less than that is haraj. Anything less than a hundred is haraj Anything less than pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is haraj As students we sit and we calculate our GPA We have a GPA calculator We project our GPA We frantically look at a little quiz We frantically pick up a quiz That is worth 3% or 2% of one course Out of maybe 50 courses that we take at lumps And if we get a 30 out of 50 We view that in our heart as haraj Our heart actually becomes saddened Allahu Akbar Look at this is this a balance between حقوق and hukukul ibad That we're totally missing out in, in entirety on taqwa, our heart doesn't feel a drop of remorse And in something worldly, in a class, in an economics class, we got a 30 out of 50 on the quiz And the mean was 35, we were 5 points below the mean, we go, we calculate the mean We're so precise in our, look at the level of our hisab, Look at our muhasabah, we are ahli muhasabah We don't need any sheikh of the self to teach us what muhasabah is As students, we know exactly what mahasabah is. And we know exactly what it means to feel nadma, to feel remorse, to feel pain at that loss. Just the pain that we feel in our heart, that we were five points below the mean. So imagine that if that's the pain we feel about a quiz in a course, then what type of pain should our heart be feeling on the real haraj, which is loss in the akhirah, loss in the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a failure to become a person of taqwa, a failure to become a person of asan, a complete absence of dhikr, an absence of sabr, an absence of asan, an absence of tawbah, an absence of sidq, an absence of ikhlas, an absence of istikama. What type of haraj are we really in? And to explain this concept, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sallallahu in the al-asra inna al-insana khusr. That Allah subhanahu ta'ala <laughs> swears by time. Allah subhanahu <laughs> 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 ta'ala swears by himself the being who created time. إِنَّ الْإِنْسَانَ لَفِي khusr That forget Haraj, Insan is in Khusr. Khusr means complete, Absolute, utter depravity. The only way we can think of this is as, It's like a black hole. The way a black hole deprives that physical space of life so much, That there's a bl- complete blackness, It sucks away the light. Just like that, Khusr means that the, our time is just being sucked away. We're living a life of complete depravity. Right? That's the thing إِلَّا ladina amanu accept those who have Iman Who do amal saleh Who enjoy one another to sabr, And who enjoy one another to Haq, to Truth So this word Taqwa is extremely important And that's why Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala has put This word over and over again in the Qur'an Perhaps there is a page of an Arabic Mus'af of the Qur'an In which the word Taqwa is not written That's how much this comes But this is something nobody talks about today Right? Nobody will give you a talk or a lecture on taqwa. We would love to have intellectual discussions on Islam or on Islamic law or Islamic jurisprudence, Islam and society, Islamic ideology, ideology movements, reform, progress, etc. But where is the taqwa, right? So what's our real failure? The people who were able to incorporate Islamic jurisprudence into a variety of societies and cultures were people of taqwa. The 800 years of ulama rule in Spain was people of taqwa. The several centuries rule of, by ulama in Ottoman Empire, that was marked by taqwa, right? Uh, when we lose our taqwa, then we've lost our spiritual heritage. When we lose our spiritual heritage, then there's no hope that we can preserve our intellectual heritage. Right? There's no. Uh, these two things go hand in hand, they're not inseparable. Now, what is the relationship between taqwa and iman? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fashioning Allah from the Quran Also mentions that taqwa is in the kulub, is in the hearts of a person Right so All of these things are sifat of the hearts Iman is in the heart, dhikr is in the heart, yaqeen is in the heart Marifa is in the heart, taqwa is in the heart And that is as follows It's an incredible thing that the heart of a believer Is impenetrable the heart of a believer is manawar bil iman the heart of a believer is adorned with the nur of iman and the way we understand this is by looking at two words used in the Arabic language one is called tazkiyah and one is called tasfiyah normally you will see these terms tazkiyah to nafs and to qalb. both of these words tazkiyah and tasfiyah mean purification but Tazkiyah is always used for the nafs And tasfiyah is always used for the qalb So why is that? The reason is that just like in this physical world There are a vast range of impurities A vast range of najasat And there are different types of objects that can be soiled by impurity So if you take a piece of clothing and there is some urine on it If you want to wash that urine away, you have to use water and detergent. If there is a piece of paper and there's urine on it you won't be able to wash that paper with water and detergent. If there is a piece of steel, and there is some rust on it, you can't remove that rust with water and detergent, you have to use a rust cleaner. If there is a piece of paper, and there are pencil marks on it, you can't use a rust cleaner, you can't use water and detergent, you have to use a pencil eraser, if there's paint or turpentine, uh, paint or, uh, on a person's clothing, then you can't remove it through water or detergent or rust cleaner or using a pencil eraser. You have to find turpentine or some type of solvent. In the, in the books of fiqh, there's a whole bab, bab with How to bring something to tahara how to purify an object? If a carpet becomes impure, the way to purifying it is different. If a mattress becomes impure, the way to purify it is different. If a shoe becomes impure, the way to purify it is different. If a piece of clothing becomes impure, the way to purify it is different. So the different types of impurities. Now, taskia and tasfiya, the difference between these two words is as follows. That tezkiya refers to that process of purification when that impurity, that najasa has penetrated to the core, to the essence of that object. Such as clothing. So when there's some urine on clothing, it penetrates, it seeps into the fiber of that fabric. It doesn't just remain on the surface. So when we purify some type of najasa that has penetrated to the core essence of an object, we call that tezkiya. And tasfiya refers to that process when that najasa didn't penetrate. It's just superficial. The example of this normally given is that of a window or of a mirror. In other words a piece of glass. So imagine if you have a one inch thick piece of glass. Or even you can look at this whiteboard over here on the wall. If there's some urine on it, it doesn't penetrate inside. It doesn't penetrate the surface layer. It doesn't enter into the core or the essence of that glass. It's on the surface. So when we clean something that's on the surface, we call it the Now, Why is it that these impurities do not penetrate inside our heart? The reason for that is the newer of iman. And if a person doesn't have the nur of Iman in their heart Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said for example Of those who deny the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala marazan, That in their hearts In deep embedded in their hearts In the core of their hearts In another word Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses in the Quran For this is Fu'ad Fu'ad or Af'ida is the plural of Fu'ad Fu'ad also refers to the Qalb The Mufassirun have said that the difference between the Fu'ad and the Qalb is the qalb is an am? it generally means a spiritual heart and the fu'ad means that core essence of that spiritual heart so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that in their hearts is a maraz that their sick illness penetrates their heart but the second a person enters iman then the nur of that iman is so strong even nafs iman is so powerful right, we don't do qadr of our iman, we don't realize what a powerful force we have this Iman is so powerful that once it enters a person's spiritual heart, it makes that heart impenetrable to najasa. Anything that comes will be on the surface. And certainly, due to our neglect, due to our ghafla, due to our sins, we can have a series of sins come onto the surface of our heart. In fact, the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith that when a Muslim sins and against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then a black spot comes on the surface of their heart. So much so that a whole layer of blackness can encrust their heart. A whole layer of rust can encrust their heart. But still nonetheless, that blackness and rust cannot penetrate inside their heart, it cannot penetrate inside the heart that has Iman. Because the Prophet said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that Qalbul mu'min arshullah or kalbul mu'min baytullah That the spiritual heart of a believer Is the dwelling place The home of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala It is a maqam It has It's amongst the shaa'irullah. In fact Once, once the Prophet addressed the Kaaba allahu Akbar Once the Prophet addressed the Kaaba He looked at baytullah and said That truly baytullah Your honor Your ihtaram Your karam in the eyes of Allah Is great But know that the ihtaram of the kalim The heart of a believer in Allah's eyes Is greater than yours Why? Because of the iman that is in that person's heart. Now what is taqwa? Taqwa is that process by which we save ourselves from having that blackness come on our heart. You tell me who is more tragic a person in this world? A person who has a black heart inside out? Or a person who has the incredible luminosity and brilliance in their heart... But still, out of their neglect, their inability to become a person of taqwa, they've allowed that luminosity, that brilliance to be obscured, to be veiled, to be suppressed, to be diminished by layers and layers of blackness and rust due to their own voluntary decision not to act according to their iman, their own voluntary decision to fall into sin and neglect. And that is our state, right? That is the state of the meaning. This is why it's our lost treasure. In other words, when taqwa is our lost treasure, it means that iman has become our hidden treasure. It's hidden from us. Why? Because we haven't been able to become people of taqwa. And therefore we have hearts. Every one of us has a qalb. And every one of us, by the grace of Allah, has iman in our qalb. But it's not shining through. How does it not shine through? We don't experience it We don't experience the halawat of iman The lazat of ibadat We don't taste the sweetness of faith We don't experience the pleasure of worship Why? The iman is there But it's been veiled Right? It's been, it, there's, there's a layer of rust or crust around it And that's because we lack in our taqwa So in that sense and taqwa is something extremely important then Rather than I mean so even all, all, although certainly it is amongst the hukuk of Allah, it is also something that is extremely in our own interest right in our own benefit, because for a person who believes in Allah for a person who is a person of iman, for someone who is amongst the ahle iman, the most precious thing to them is their iman, and if there 's some process, some philosophy some outlook on life which will nurture their iman, which will preserve their iman, which will let the nur of their iman shine forth, the blazing brilliance of their iman shine forth, then they should hasten to that. They shouldn't ask whether it's zaruri. They shouldn't ask what haraj there is. Is this not haraj enough that our hearts have become obscured? Is this not haraj enough that we don't taste the pleasure of worship? Is this not haraj enough that we don't have the sweetness or the halawat of iman? What more Haraj, what greater Haraj could there be in the world? What more do we have to lose than that which we have already lost? What is this additional loss that we're gauging? Uh, to see whether this Haraj, this additional loss will be inflicted when we decide our actions. Do we not see that the exact actions we have already done? What incredible loss that they've put us in? Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, interestingly in the Al Karim in another verse said, Ya أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا The same first, the same beginning. O you who believe, O you who aspire to believe, O you wish to preserve your Iman, to perfect your Iman, to nourish your Iman, اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ Again, have fear of Allah. Be conscious of Allah. Be righteous towards you, in your duty towards Allah. Be pious in your obedience to Allah. Be mindful in your remembrance of Allah. وَكُونُوا مَا that if you're not able to do this on your own وَقُونُوا مَا السَّادِكِينَ then simply join your being join your presence join your wujud with the sadiqeen with those who are truer than us in their deen those who have been truer than us in implementing their deen those who are truer than us in the union between the words that they speak and the deeds that they do now this is like the back door this is what Urdu you would call the Chor Right And ham sabhe chor Iman kachor Right So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put a back door to taqwa for us That okay if we don't have the strength to do it on our own If we don't have the strength of resolve The will power The determination power Then all we have to do Kunu ma Is to put ourselves in the presence in the company of the sadiqeen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't say Wa ati'u sadiqeen That you have to obey them He didn't say that you have to follow them He simply said Simply bring yourself to a good gathering Bring yourself to a gathering of nasiha Bring yourself to a gathering of dhikr Sit in the company of those who are the true ones Just by virtue of that suhbah, by virtue of that company By virtue of that gathering It will gradually lead you back to taqwa It will restore in you the faculty of desire for taqwa It will make you realize right, That this is something that I'm missing Because when we go in the company of the sadiqin We realize our haraj We realize what incredible loss we are in We realize how much we have harmed ourselves When we witness upon uh, a member of humanity That actually has been more successful than us In implementing the deen of Islam Then we realize our haraj And then we understand what is the rooing Then we realize that, no, this person, this was what humanity is supposed to be about. This was my purpose on earth. This was my mission on earth. This is what is ruri. This gathering was ruri, that party wasn't dhururi. This is what is ruri for me. And so our sense of haraj and dhurura are restored. Until and unless we can restore that sense, we won't be able to become people of taqwa. So takwa again means to go the extra mile, to leave things which even have the slightest possibility of being displeasing to our Lord and to hasten to those things that even have the slightest possibility of being pleasing to our Lord. Don't we see, I mean students, some students bind their papers, some students, uh, you know, think that is there a better way I can write my footnotes. Maybe if I follow a particular style of citation, or maybe if I'm consistent in my footnotes, that might give me a slight edge. That, look how we go the extra mile in, in terms of our dunya, right? So how sad would it be that we appear to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Day of Judgment that as people who had such fine detail, such attention to detail when it came to their worldly activities. But when it came to our deen, we showed such complete utter disregard Utter neglect We didn't show that same attention to detail We didn't have that same desire for perfection We didn't have that same desire for success But we somehow deluded ourselves in being content With following what we thought Even incorrectly Was the bare minimum necessity Because technically speaking Anything that Allah SWT has said in the Quran, the Quran To call that Would be at the very least A gross act of uh, 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 disrespect and potentially even an act of kufr to view any verse in the Quran as غير ضروري. So and especially taqwa this ittaqullah, ittaqullah, ittaqullah has come dozens of times in the Quran to view a hukum of Allah wa ta'ala, to view an amr, a command an imperative, a directive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to view ayat of the Quran to view khitab of, of Rahman, to view that as غير ضروري that's impossible. That should be inconceivable for a moment. That should be beyond our state of mind. That should be beyond our possibility. Such, such, a, such a frame of mind, such an outlook should be impossible for us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable all of us to soften our hearts towards taqwa, to realize that the most zaruri thing in our life is Him drawing closer to Him, asking Him to draw us near to Him, earning His pleasure, Putting ourselves in those places in which He is pleased, that there is nothing more zuli to us than that, and may He enable us to realize that the greatest haraj that we have in this world, the greatest harm or detriment that could ever face us in this world, is that we could be even removed, even one hair's breath from his good. We could be removed even one hair's breath from his pleasure. We could be removed even one hair, hair's breath from the gatherings that earn his pleasure, from the people who earn his pleasure. Wa <laughs> رَبَنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِنْ لَمْ تَكْفِرْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَّ مَنَا الْخَاسِرِينَ رَبَنَا يَعْلَىٰ يَعْلَىٰ يَرَبِّكَنِمْ Ya Allah, you gave us the gift of iman. Ya Allah, you made us, the you gave us the shelf of insan. Ya Allah, STARTED Ya Allah, we have wronged ourselves. Ya Allah, we have deluded ourselves. Ya Allah, we have abandoned the path of taqwa. Ya Allah, we have abandoned the way of taqwa. Ya Allah, we have even left praying to you to make us people of taqwa. Ya beginning, we have allowed the iman in our hearts to become stifled. Ya Allah, we have allowed the iman in our hearts to become suppressed. Ya Allah, we have allowed the lure The blazing billions of our our iman in our hearts Ya Allah to become veiled With darkness of our sins and our neglect Ya Allah, we ask you to shower your Maghfirah upon us. Ya Allah, we ask you to shower your forgiveness upon us. Ya Allah, we ask you to shower your Rahmah and your mercy upon us. Ya Allah, we ask you to save us from being amongst the lost ones. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask you to restore the sense of our fuqan. Ya Allah, rest- restore our sense of criteria, distinction between what is right and wrong. Ya Rabbi Kareem, let us recognize that there is nothing more zaruri to us than earning your pleasure. Ya Allah, there is nothing more zaruri to us than hasting to your pleasure Ya Allah There is no greater Haraj for us in the world Except earning Even an ounce Of your displeasure Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah We ask you Out of your own Rahmah Your own fazl Your own mercy And your own grace Ya Allah To shower your special Khususi rahma And anwarat Your special mercy And light upon our heart And purify our heart Of its sins Ya Allah We ask you To tasfiya of our qalb, Ya Allah We ask you To purify our hearts We ask you To remove the layers Of rust and crust of Upon our hearts. Ya Allah, we ask you to soften our hearts towards your remembrance. Ya Allah, soften our hearts towards your love. Soften our hearts towards your fear. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, increase us in each and every state of Iman. Increase us in each and every state of Yaqeen. Ya Allah, increase us in each and every state of Ma'rifah. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, we ask you to keep us away from all those things that keep us from you. Ya Allah we ask You to save us from the evils of the day The evils of the night The evils of bad company The evils of the bad gathering Ya Allah we ask You to guide us to to the khair Guide us to the barakah Put barakah in our day Put barakah in our night Put barakah in our relationships and interactions with one another Ya Allah we ask You to barakah in our ibadat Ya Allah we ask You to put barakah in our ibadat Ya Alumni Ya Allah we ask You to put barakah in our ibadat Let each and every act of worship we do be anointed with Your acceptance. Ya Allah, each and every act of worship we do, drive away the acts of disobedience. Ya Allah ya Allah, ya Allah, ya Allah, we ask you to put barakah in our ibadah and to put barakah in our lives. Ya Allah, we ask you to remove all the obstacles that are preventing us from following your deen. Ya Allah, we ask you to enable us to follow the deen to the best of our ability. We ask you to make us amongst the muttaqeen. Ya Allah, grant us eyes that have taqwa. Grant us a tongue that has taqwa. Grant us ears that have taqwa. Ya Allah, Grant us hearts that are adorned with taqwa Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us Amongst the mutakeen, Ya Allah Grant us the taqwa of the sahaba and sahabiyat Of the tabi'in and Tabiyat. Ya Allah, grant us the taqwa of the A'imah mushtahideen, the fuqaha, mafasreen Mahadditheen, Ya Allah Grant us the taqwa of the ulama, sulaha Mashaikh and ulia Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem Ya Allah, we ask you to increase us in our taqwa that each and every moment of our life Be adorned with taqwa, Ya Allah From the tips of our hair to the soles of our feet, Ya Allah we ask you to garb us in the libas of taqwa we ask you to garb us in the noble and honorific garment of taqwa Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah we ask you to grant us taqwa such that it is an armor and a shield that penetrates all the fitness from entering Ya Allah such that it is a light and a ray of purity that prevents the fitness inside of us from veiling Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem Those of us who are sick We ask you to grant us health sihat qamil a Those of us whose near ones Or relatives are sick We ask you to grant them health Those of us who are needier And facing any difficulty Any worry Any anxiety Ya Rabbi Kareem We ask you to replace that worry and anxiety With a worry for earning your pleasure And Ya Allah We ask you to grant us such a worry Of earning your pleasure That all other worries are extinguished Rabbana takambal minna Inna al areen وَتُبْوَالَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمِ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَى حَبِيْبِهِ سَيْدِنَا مُحَمَدٌ وَعَلَى الْهِ وَأَصْحَابِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يا أَرْحَمَ الْرَاحِمِينَ